Good morning and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Amy Adams and this week I have with me Alex Rahman. He's the community engagement representative or director for Southwest Indiana, which is basically Evansville and uh, our Vandenberg County and Warwick County. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, Amy. Great to be on. Okay. Um, First of all, um, Alex, we need to get to know you a little bit. We've seen you on TV, heard you on the radio. Um, But tell us about yourself and and, um, how you've become involved with the Salvation Army. Certainly, certainly. Uh, Well, born born and raised here. I was born in Evansville, grew up in uh, Gibson County, Owensville, Princeton, a uh, little place called Mount Olympus. You'd blink as you if you blink while you drive through it, you'd miss it. Um, but but I moved down to Evansville about uh, when I was 19 as a as a ministry intern with the Salvation Army, wanting to be a pastor in the Salvation Army. Um, God got me here and uh, to Evansville, placed me here, and uh, just stuck around ever since. Wow! So you've dedicated your life to people and community at, at a young age. Yeah, absolutely. I knew really early on, you know, high school, uh, um, I, I was going to about four four different youth groups all at one time. Wow. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and knew very early on that, that there's a call in my life, and it, it manifested itself in the Salvation Army. I've been here for eight and a half years. It'd be nine years this September. Well, um, in the Salvation Army, um, you know, they they hold several events throughout the year. And I want to go back a little bit to last November and December, where you had the Red Kettle campaign and Toy Town, and you do, you do this um, every year. Certainly. And and how did you do last year? And um, you know, how is this going to help the community? Well, certainly, certainly. Uh, we can start with with kind of Toy Town. They they happen at the same time and a little bit separate causes and, and, and initiatives. But, but yeah, Toy Town is something that's always been near and dear to the Salvation Army and also a really close partner agency, Toys for Tots. Um, but it's been close to us to, to inspire hope and joy in the lives of families around Christmas time. When, when something happens around then, it really hurts. It really has an impact. And if we can come alongside families in need around that time and give them some hope and joy and, and the things that they, they need, resources, um, really, they they get a sense of future in, in family and community, and it really just picks everyone up. Um, and so we we provide lots of different things through Toys Toy Town. It's you know it's a food box, it's gifts for the kids, it's um, gifts for the teens that are really hard to buy for for the parents. Um, we got some great feedback from the parents and some surveys just about they just didn't know what they would do without it. And honestly, so many first year people. Um, and that, that's how it is. Sometimes people just have a bad year. Stuff's not going their way. They get the pick-me-up, and they're back on track. And that's what it's about. It's about keeping people stable. Uh, it's really about keeping people stable. It's kind of um, like a safety net. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of people have that. We saw that with, with the storms that just happened recently. When something happens, we're able to turn to our neighbors and friends, but not everyone has that support system or their support system's also suffering. And so that's how Salvation Army is that safety net for the community. And that's that's what social services and nonprofits are, are about. They're about a safety net for those who, who don't have a support system or may not have one right now. Um, but that's a little bit about Toy Town. Um, I know with our Red Kettle campaign, it's a little bit different because the funds raised in that go go to feed and care for people and offer that safety net throughout the year. Um, it's it's really critical to, to our mission throughout the year. Yeah, and, and uh, something, was it new last year with the 
tip and tap. Do I have that right? Or the tap and tip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tip, tap. You, you tip, have tap. it right. That was new. We were really excited about it. Um, it's used a lot in the Salvation Army in Canada, but they're bringing it down here to America because of the success it's had up there. And we're one of the pilot um, the pilot locations really across the entire country, um, one, one of only 40 locations across the whole country that was able to have it. And we saw a lot of success with it. I think we, we brought in $3,500 just from tip taps wow. uh, at the local Walmarts and Schnucks. Um, and and that, that has an impact. You know, we're... Today we're dropping off, um, or earlier this week we're dropping off some thank yous to the to the stores, in in what it means to have a red kettle at the store and have volunteers out there ringing the bell. How many donate? How much donations it encourages in an hour? What that translates to meals and to to bills and and stuff getting covered throughout the year. It, it's it's a huge impact. It's so important. Yeah. And- were you having a shortage of volunteers last year or last couple of years? And this kind of helped out, too, because sometimes, you know, you can leave the red kettle bucket there and they can just certainly pay with their with their credit card or their phone. However, they do that. Exactly. Exactly. So so every, every morning we bring out the red kettles every night. We bring them in, bring them in to, to be counted and sorted. Um, but the tip taps, they can stay out there all night. They can stay out there all times, whether volunteer or no volunteer. Um, we, we've always, it's always been a struggle to have volunteers manning the kettle. And really, when you man a kettle as a volunteer, you're encouraging, you know, $50 plus an hour in donations. Mm. Whereas if you don't have a volunteer at the kettle, it's, it's less than 10% of that um, in per hour. And so really having someone offering their time, it, it's such an important use of time, of their time. In such an impactful for the work that we do and the people that we serve, having volunteers. Every year is a struggle. Last year we had more volunteers, but it was fewer hours, fewer engagement hours. But it's always a battle. Uh, we're very, always very thankful for the volunteers that we do have, and we're always looking for more uh, for, to help people get involved. And you also had some uh, families um, or uh, angels, I think you call them, they, they would mm-hmm. like double. Uh, like up to ten thousand dollars, so I know that helped you out too. Absolutely, absolutely. And the name of the game is matching dollars. Uh, I know a, a lot of, of different nonprofits and, and other agencies. They really leverage want to leverage those larger gifts. We have some very generous donors that keep us running throughout the year, and really they want to encourage other people to get involved in something that they've seen the impact of that they they see enough value in, in Salvation Army as an organization, the work that we do that they're able and willing to give um, a, a large portion of funds towards us. And they want to encourage other people to do that. So that's the point of the matches, you know, mm-hmm. target the weekends when more people are going to be out shopping uh, and really encourage that that giving spirit. And those yearly cougarans don't, uh, I mean, they, they help too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a- absolutely, and, and it's really, it's really always a special treat because we never know when they're coming. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and really it, to have it on a, on a kind of like a toy drive weekend. I think we're at, at a Walmart doing a toy drive whenever they dropped in, and it's it makes the weekend special, uh, especially sweet knowing that uh, that we got supporters like that out there. I know uh, we in the newsroom we were always anticipating are they going to get that again this year? You know, and yep. it's like never yep. fails. Well, let's move on to your next event, um, which is the War on Hunger, um, and give us Certainly. some information on on this and how it works. Yeah, yeah. So. So War and Hunger, you know, we talk about the Red Kettle campaign, how it's important throughout the year. But what we've seen, you know, even decades ago when War and Hunger started, 
was um, we see a decline in kind of our food stocks over summer. Demand tend to go up, uh, and then kids are at, at home from school more, so they're not getting as much free reduced lunches. Um, and there's other programs out there, but we just saw such an increase in demand, it always stressed our food programs, our food pantry, our daily meals. Um, and so War on Hunger was kind of created in partnership with Schnooks, who, who's a very, very valued partner of ours. Um, they, uh, we wor- worked with them to, to have this food collection. Um, and, and it happens in the spring every year. You know, last year, I think we had it early May. This year, it's going to be May or uh, April 14th and 15th. Um, Friday, Saturday, and really it's an opportunity for people to give um, and help keep food programming open throughout the summer. It's more targeted towards feeding people and making sure they all, families have food on the table. Okay, so having it in April kind of gives you a head start for the summer, and that way you're exactly. you're stocked. And um, so how many meals um, will that cover, do you think, for the summer? Well, I mean, so so every year is a little bit different in the amount of meals we served. In 2021, we served 188,000 meals over the year. Last year, 2022, we served 130,000, roughly. Um, And so every year it's a little bit different, up and down. If you were to take those meals and stretch them out over the summer, you're you're looking at the equivalent of 40,000 meals from, from May through August. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a big deal. You know, not all of them are going to be through the daily lunches. A lot of that is meal equivalents with uh, the food that comes from our food pantry. And, and we're not alone in that effort. We rely on Tri-State Food Bank and many of our restaurant and, and food donation partners. Um, and really, War on Hunger is going to be a big push, a big push from uh, business sponsors. Um, we're really looking for businesses to come alongside us um, to, to donate um, Towards the the effort, we're trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars, or sorry, fifty five thousand uh, dollars. We're trying to raise fifty five thousand dollars for War on Hunger, and uh, we're going to need all the business partners that we can get. And and this is just to feed families in Vandenberg and Warwick counties. Am I correct? Yes, that yeah, that is absolutely right. Yes. Wow. And have you seen an increase in in people's needs since the pandemic, or during the pandemic, or has that slowed down any? Well, so it's fluctuated. I know there's a lot of government assistant programs that were increased or created to try to offset the impact of the pandemic. And we did see how that would work. Our demand actually went down multiple times during the pandemic. But what you found last summer especially, and we talk about the demand going up in the summer, well, um, FSSA or food stamps, um, you know, the extra resources that families got during the pandemic, they ended last summer. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, with inflation hitting, we saw our demand go up extremely, extremely sharp increase. Um, and now, so if you look at just January, we'll take that as a month as an example, this January. Um, in 2020, we saw, or sorry, in 2021, we saw 380-something families. Mm-hmm. In 2022, end of pandemic, but before inflation, we saw... 290, lower 300s. Um, this January 2023, we saw over 400. Oh, wow. And so really, it's pandemic. It was going up after the pandemic, but before inflation was going down, inflation hits it back up. And really, there's so many factors involved in that, so many uh, that we can't always plan for. But that's why we, we, we want to be ready. We need the resources to be ready whenever the demand hits that we'll have the food available. Yeah, because, you know, I shop for food, and, and prices are ridiculous. 
They just, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. and if you live paycheck to paycheck, which I guess most people do or live in, in poverty, you know, yeah. that's that's a lot. And a lot of people have to decide on, do I buy food? Do I pay bills? Do I buy my medications? You know, it's just awful. Um, anything else you want to add on the war of hunger before we move on? Uh, just if, if anyone's interested in getting involved, um, we they can visit our website, saevansville.org. Um, again, saevansville.org. They can l- read more about War on Hunger, about our other programs, um, and we're always happy to answer questions. They can give me a call. Okay. And then coming up in May, uh, May 21st, you have Walking for Dreams. Oh, well, so Walking for Dreams is not something that's specifically to the Salvation Army, but we're very thankful to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a a community fundraising effort um, that started in Indianapolis, but it's it's taking up roots in Evansville now as a satellite. Um, But it's been going on for six years. It's a 5K walk fundraiser, um, and it's for any charities that want to be involved. I think they have a maximum of 25 that they allow in. Mm -hmm. Um, Salvation Army was lucky enough uh, to, to be involved this year, 2023. And really, it's, it's again, we talk about matching dollars with the Red Kettle campaign. Matching dollars is so important, and there's a lot of matching dollars available through Walking for Dreams. Lots of generous donors and uh, nonprofits involved in the, in the Walking for Dreams. They recruit volunteers, donors, to walk and to raise funds. And the more funds that each nonprofit raises, they unlock matching dollars. If okay. the Salvation Army were to raise ten thousand dollars they get a one thousand dollar match if they raise thirty thousand dollars we get a five thousand dollar match if we raise sixty thousand dollars we get a ten thousand dollar match and if we raise a hundred and twenty thousand dollars there's twenty forty and sixty thousand dollar matches available for the highest you know grossing or collecting agencies and so really you talk about the springtime as critical for for nonprofits to raise money to make it through the summer back into Christmas. Well, this is Walking for Dreams is a wonderful way for more grassroots people to get involved in the agencies they care about, the nonprofits and causes they care about. Truly advocate for them. Be a walker for for your favorite charity. You know, Salvation Army, if it's near and dear to your heart, um, please give me a call. We're all we're looking for walkers and, and donors to join with us because we'll need everyone's help in order to unlock that match. We're going to move on to something that you do in the summertime, which is stuff the bus. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so stuff the bus, it's, uh, it's an extension of our, our wonderful partnership with Walmart um, to, to collect school supplies for, for local uh, students and teachers in need. Um, and it can look different based on the, the location. Um, Salvation Army in relationship with Walmart, what kind of schools are around. But here uh, here in Evansville and in, in Warwick County and Vanderbilt County, we have a really great partnership and relationship with, um, with the school system, and we try to direct the school supplies directly to the teachers and students most in need. And it's, uh, it's, there's a little bit of an education piece. You know, there's some things that, that happens in our community that unless you really dig into it or someone intentionally informs you about it, you wouldn't be aware, such as, you know, the teachers and, and the kind of effect that it has on you. We've seen, um, really, we've seen uh, the, the growth of a, a nonprofit here in Evansville called Teacher Locker mm-hmm. um, that works with EVSC Foundation that um, 
that really does some great work with the teachers locally. So when they were getting started, we got in talks with their executive director, Jeffrey Berger, and really this partnership formed around Stuff the Bus of why would the Salvation Army want to reinvent the wheel? We have this great partnership with Walmart. We have this great cause of Stuff the Bus. There's such a need with these school supplies, but we're not always the best about how to get it into the specific hands of those who need it. And with Teacher Locker, they they have this this finger on the pulse within the EVSC, and they have this um, ability to reach out to the teachers in need, in the classrooms in need. And so we partner with them where we help collect the supplies, and we you know through the generosity of our community, and then we'll sit through with a partnership with Teacher Locker, we'll distribute those supplies throughout the year, not just one time at the beginning of the school year, but we'll distribute them throughout the year to the teachers and classrooms in need. And it's available to all EVSC teachers, uh, K through 12, and uh, it's a really great program. You know, obviously, uh, it's Vandenberg County. Uh, with Warwick County, we've we've reached out to their the school system. We've gotten in touch with different schools that are are more in need based on the income percentages and such, and we touch base with them directly, Salvation Army to them, uh, to get supplies from uh, Boonville, Newburgh, Walmart's. So you, you take care of the teachers all year round, and that's, that's awesome. You're doing, the Salvation Army is doing what they do best, helping people and reaching out. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's what we're here, here to do. It's, it's the reason why, you know, people put money in the red kettle. It's, it's for these things throughout the year, and we want to do the best we can. So I guess some people don't realize, like, when, when they do put money in the red kettle, I mean, it's just not for toys for the kids for just the christmas season like you said earlier you have to spread that throughout the year yeah exactly and that's why we wanted to draw a distinction between toy town and our red kettle campaign because red kettle campaign it's it's real actionable change and help for those in need where toy town you know i've shared with many people about the you know, the 900-plus families that signed up with us for Christmas last year. And really, it touches someone's heart. So some people have this connection with Christmas where they just they want to give and just brighten up a child's day with Christmas joy. But you have other people who really, they understand that the real need is the food in their belly. The real need is the house over their, or the roof over their heads. And so we all give based on what's important to us, the values that each and every one of us have and the causes that are important to us. And so if someone wants to give to Toy Town and make a child's, you know, Christmas, do it. If, if you rather give to the Red Kettle campaign to make sure they have food throughout the year, do that. You know, give give to the things that, that really, really have a spark in your life and, and give you some, some fulfillment. Yeah, or even coming up in April, like we talked earlier, War on Hunger. You've got you've got many programs throughout the year to to help um, with the community here in uh, Vandenberg County and, and Warwick County. Um, Certainly. And okay, you've got something coming up. We're going to jump to the fall now because you know, uh, like I said, you, the Salvation Army serves throughout the year. They do different events, and in September you have Serving Up Hope. Yes, yes, we do. It's it's exciting. Um, it, it's something that we've been wanting to really been exploring for, for quite some time. But I'm, I'm sure many of the listeners are no strangers to uh, pickleball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of been an up-and-coming sport over several years. And uh, here locally, here nationally, uh, it's it's been popular for a while. But here locally, it's really been up-and-coming, waiting on some confirmations from the, the courts that we have in mind to use. Um, and... Uh, Really, it's going to be a way for those who are, you know, talk about passionate 
those who are passionate about pickleball, uh, where they can they can you know, sign up as a team um, and uh, and know that the the money for the registration is going to a good cause uh, in in helping people on a pathway of hope program, and they'll compete for some some really great prizes that we're still securing right now. But we we have some great ideas and we're we're just really excited about it. Something new, something fun. Uh, and, and pickleball is a great sport. Um, but, but Alex, I bet you are a great pickleball player, aren't you? I can just see you out there on the court. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that. If it's a, if it's anything like uh, my little league days, uh, <laughs> probably not so great. The depth perception isn't there. There's a reason why I have glasses. Also, so I know um, with with our Pathway of Hope program connected with pickleball, mm-hmm. um, Pathway of Hope is a program that doesn't always get as much limelight as some of the others you know food is such a need mm-hmm. housing and financial assistance with bills is such a need um, but really the goal is to not just enable people or keep people coming back year after year after for needs really the goal is to help move people from this this struggle these troubles that have have impacted their life and, and put them in a position of needing help the goal is to move those people give them a hand up out of poverty to where towards self-sufficiency um, and that's why we're so excited about pathway of hope in this pickleball pro uh, event to shine a light on this pathway of hope program because it's been walking families out of poverty um, it we pathway of hope caseworkers journey with families for six months to a year and the families establish their own goals mm-hmm. you know the families establish and, and find the barriers in their life by working with the pack you know, the caseworker, and we help them break those barriers. We help them accomplish those goals, and we show them that they can do it on their own, that it is possible, that there's resources out there, that there's, you know, with the willpower and determination and with the work, that they can get out of the trouble that they find themselves in, that they can be self-sufficient, not only for themselves, but for their children and future generations, because we want to break the cycles of generational poverty that have so many families um, just just crushed by it. And we want to see that victory. We want to see the, and give them hope through Pathway of Hope. You want to kind of break the cycle um, with families too because sometimes, you know, it repeats as well. Yes, ex- ex- exactly. Because if they don't know anything else than the mm-hmm. life and the things that they've been taught by their parents, how where's, you know, where's the upward mobility? Where's the upward mobility through through the society and so that's where the caseworker comes in because caseworkers have been trained you know these are mm-hmm. college educated graduates in social service field and and we walk with families and they teach them new normals new habits and it's it's important to be involved in pathway of hope if a family or someone in need wants that help to doesn't have anyone around them to help them or to mentor them and they want that help from the salvation army you know, Pathway of Hope families, they need to be ready for change. They need to be ready to step out of the comfort zone and really try something new, try to break out of the normal things that they've been doing that that aren't working. They need to be ready for change. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at, at your pamphlet, and I, I like your, I guess it's like a mission statement, or it's called Make an Impact. And um, I'm just going to read it. It says, we meet the basic human needs of those struggling by helping families move from poverty to self-sufficiency, all with an approach of love, compassion, and understanding while preserving their self-dignity. And that just sums up the Salvation Army right there. 
Yes, amen. It sure does. And um, is there anything else uh, as we kind of wrap the program up that you want to add, Alex? Um, uh, something you feel important that that everyone needs to hear about? Um, I would say that the Salvation Army it's it's not it's not owned by the the larger corporation. The Salvation Army is is local people, it's local employees, local volunteers, local donors. Funds stay locally, go towards our communities, and really. The Salvation Army is what the community makes of it. The more volunteers we have, the more funds we raise, the more donations we have, the more we can do. Um, we're always looking for people to get involved, come, take a tour, see what we do in person. Uh, the building, if you've ever never been down here, always wonder how it actually works or what happens. Maybe if you have a school group or uh, a work group or team, um, call us, visit our website, reach out to us. We'd love to have you down and, and just share a little bit about uh about our clients and the stories they have. Okay. Well, Alex, um, I want to thank you for being my special guest today. And uh, I have been talking with Alex Raman. He's a community engagement director for um, Salvation Army in Maury County and Vandenberg County. And I want to thank you for getting up extra early and, and, um, and be with me this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's public affairs program. From all of us, from Midwest Communications in Evansville, Indiana, have a great week.